0: in today's show it's time for me time 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 am i that much of an aussie maybe it is it's time for me to tell you about must draft players it's hyperbolic josh time do not leave your draft without these players and without michael bolton thanks josh it's michael bolton here and it's time for another episode of the locked on fantasy basketball podcast let's get to it let's get to it indeed you are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen. Every day we are free and available on all platforms. Yesterday, I did a do not draft list. Absolutely never draft those players. Today, I'm doing the must draft players. And in reality, it's all a load of shit. Like let's, let's get it out of the way. There are no such player as you must leave your draft with this guy. Although every single mock draft, I'm apparently drafting Chris DeWate. Um There are no such, thing, no such thing as you must draft this player. There is no such thing as you ha- absolutely have to get this guy because it leads to reaching, it leads to eliminating value, and it leads to you screwing up your draft. Simple as all of that. But what this is, is that at current ADP on Yahoo, in each round, who are the guys I'm looking at going, oh, oh, if this is where they're actually getting drafted, especially in some leagues that might not be as hyper-competitive, you get these guys in this spot. So we're going to go through 12 rounds. 13th round is the free-for-all. Just take whoever you want. I'm going to go through 12 rounds and tell you guys who at their current ADP, you're probably getting a round to two rounds to three rounds of value on those plays. Before you ask this t-shirt, what's on it? It's dignity, Luann. Um, that's what it is. I'm lost my mind. I'm making shit jokes. Oh, should we do it? Yeah. Let's do it. Whatny? Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> the laugh is back. Round one. Yeah, you know that I'm big on James Harden. All right. His ADP is at nine this season. I would consider him at three. I don't think he escapes the top six. If you punted turnovers last season, which again, I highly, highly recommend when valuing players, you don't include turnovers because that leads to situations where you think that Gary Trent is a fourth round player, which he obviously is not. It makes you, if you include turnovers in ranking value, it makes you think that Robert Williams is a better fantasy player than Luka Doncic for categories, which of course, he is not. Harden was fifth last season and things did not go particularly well for him. It's like almost a career low in field goal percentage. And even if if that jumps two, three percentage points, you're rolling. Yes, Tyrus Maxey looked great yesterday. Harden and Embiid did not play. Harden is going to get good assists. He's a good steals guy. He rebounds well. He might not score 25 a game. He might score 20, 21, 22. But 10 assists? He literally might lead the league in assists. It's possible. Harden at pick nine? Yeah, look, he's had some hamstring problems. That's true. But I'm not just going to be like, well, this guy had an injury, therefore I'm not drafting him. Because I could say that about Every player that's not named Mikael Bridges. So I'd happily take Harden, whether it's at three, four, five, or six. I would take him ahead of Doncic in most category league situations. By the way, there are going to be points league versions of these must-draft and do-not-draft shows coming. If you're in a points league, just let the video roll. Don't absorb the information, just let it roll. Um, And we'll do points leagues once soon. Harden at nine. I I love the value of it there. Again, this is... One of those ones, I think when we did Stefan Towns in the Do Not Draft guy yesterday, they were around that same ADP. Like, I take Harden over Stefan Towns in drafts this season without any hesitation at all. Harden, to me, should not escape the top six. To me, there is, is, at this point, a clear top six. It's Jokic, it's Embiid, it's Giannis, it's Durant, it's Harden, and it's Doncic. I think it's six. That's sort of where I have them. Look, this one was interesting as well. Um, it's not a big deal. But Giannis's ADP is four. Oh, and the thing that's interesting to me in that is there are three major forms of fantasy. Category head-to-head, points head-to-head, and rotisserie. And from my understanding, it's about 60% play head-to-head categories. It's about 30%, 35% maybe that play head-to-head points. And it's 5 to 10% that play roto. Giannis should be picked at number two in every points league. If not, literally, he could finish number one. Right? No problem with that. I think in every head-to-head category league, he goes at number two. In roto leagues, I would bump him probably to five or six. But there's such a small percentage of um, leagues that I don't know why his ADP sits at four. I get it. The free throws can be bad. It it shouldn't matter. You still take him at two. I would take him at two in every head-to-head league and I would take him at two in every head-to-head points league. So the fact that he's at four just makes it interesting to me. If I'm sitting at two, I take him. If I'm sitting at three and he falls, I take him. If I'm sitting at four and he falls, I take him. Giannis to me is clearly, for category leagues, head-to-head again. Roto, I wouldn't. Roto, I'd take Durant and then beat it two and three. I would take Giannis at that ADP of four every day of the week. I don't know why it's at four. I don't know what's pushed it down that far. That's okay. Round two. These two are both first-round players to me, and they both have an ADP of 16. And you might say that'll never happen in a competitive league. I'm in a league, 20-team league, with 19 fantasy analysts. I picked at 14, and you know who was there? Damian Lillard. His ADP is 16. To me, he's a clear top-10 pick. I, I I take him probably over Steph. I definitely take him over Towns. He's a top-10 guy to me. <clears throat> 16 is nonsense. It's foolish. If you're in the round round two and you're picking at 14 and he's there, oh, you got to love it. And Tyrese Halliburton. Now, in a lot of drafts, he goes insanely high. Pick two, pick five, pick eight. But that's not everybody. His ADP is 16. That's on Yahoo. It's 16, Halliburton. He should go at least on the turn, pick 12, 13. But you might be lucky and people reach for someone else and you get Halliburton fall to you at number 16 or 15. If you are anywhere in the second round and Lillard and Halliburton are there for you, I take Lillard over Halliburton personally, but if they there is a chance, according to ADP, that both Damian Lillard and Tyrese Halliburton are available in the second round of drafts. And if they are available in the second round of drafts, well, you know what to do. What, what do you do, Josh? You, you take them. It's as simple as that. It's not as simple though, as knowing that BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores on every sport out there. Let's look at week five in the NFL. What about Mr. Unlimited and the Broncos? What is their line for this week after they've lost Javonte Williams to a knee injury. Where is the Broncos game? Anyway, maybe they're just so bad they've taken them off the board. No, they've got a game, here we go, against the Colts Thursday night and they have three-point favorites. Mr. Unlimited. He's unlimited. I wonder how uh, Russ is going to go in that game against the Colts. Well, you can find all that info over at BetOnline. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to BetOnline.net and use your mobile device to learn more BetOnline.net. I was going to say Russell Wilson but maybe he is. Better line is where the game starts unlimited. All right, round 3. Yeah, you know I am big on Cade Cunningham. Um I'm really big on him this season. He's at 33. He was like 58th or something last season, 40, 52nd maybe, 40th post All-Star break. Second-year guards take gigantic steps forward. Trey Young, Luka Doncic, someone else I'm forgetting. He could easily be a first-round guy. You don't draft him in the first round. I'd happily take Cade at the back end of the second, but easily at the early part of the third. And at pick 33, it's too far down the list. Pick 24, 23, 22. That's sort of the area for Cade. Yeah, I really would heavily target him in round three. And you might also think this one's weird as well, but I think Rudy Gobert in round three. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. I am more and more and more and more coming around to the idea that Rudy Gobert needs to be a second-round player. Yeah, you know what? He he bad at free throws. That's cool. Add him to a team that has Luka. Add him at pick 23 to the team that has Giannis. His blocks, his rebounds, his field goal percentage, his scoring is okay, but there's just... and with. Uh, Miles Turner uncertain with Rob Williams out with Jaron Jackson out if you want blocks you gotta get him it's almost as simple as that I think he is a guy that should go end of second round in most situations and his ADP is at 28 you love to get him in round 3 Yeah, you, you might take someone else at the end of round 2 on a Giannis team and then get him again at pick 26 but I don't think he really should, realistically, based on value, I don't think Gobert should fall into the third round at all. That's why I've got him there. Round four is a little bit different. Round four, there's a lot of players. There's a lot of players in round four that I think are going too low. And maybe you can find, because when we do round five, there's not as many value players based on ADP there. So you might be able to get two of the round four guys because average draft position is just that. It's average. So there's going to be times where those guys get drafted way later than that position. And you might get two of these guys, of these four guys that I've got in round four, you might get one of them available to you in round five as well and get both of those players. So, who are the guys that I'm talking about? Is What a tease that is. In round four, Zion's a pick 39. That's a round four player. This is, on a per-game basis, in head-to-head category leagues, at the very least, a third-round player. He could easily be top 20. When we do the points league one of this, his ADP is going to look stupid. It's going to look embarrassing. Um... At thirty nine, it's it, it, uh, it's embarrassing, I think. But in a category league, people will be oh, he but he's free throws. Yeah, I, I know that. Add him to another team, or add him to a team with with really strong free throw strength. If you don't want to punt, but getting literally twenty eight points a game, maybe on sixty percent field goals, these are not outrageous numbers for Zion. Seven boards, and what if what if any semblance of his college defensive stats come? They might not, and I'm not banking on them doing that. But if they do, that's ah, a first-round player. Various, in, yes, injury risk. I know he's missed big chunks of two or three seasons. But at some point, he's going to be healthy, right? He's healthy now. Let's go. He's healthy. And I expect him to re-break his foot? No. He's healthy now. Let's do it. I already said there was uncertainty around Miles Turner. He still should be a early third-round guy because you can't get blocks. And I do think if he does end up on the Lakers, he still have a solid degree of value. Now, Buddy Heald, for example, on the Lakers, not as useful as what he is in Indiana. Miles Turner, maybe less useful, but at 43, look, that's a third-round guy. And you could make the argument that you take Turner at 24-25. I wouldn't, probably, but I did a mock draft where I was trying to get him early, just before. Don't exactly remember where I got him. But yeah, really good value. And we talk injuries. This one's more worrisome, obviously. Chris Kristaps ADP is forty-eight. This is a top twenty player, right? Top fifty, top fifteen upside per game. Now his knees are the issue. Persistent knee injuries on a seven-foot-three guy is never good. All right, that is the concern. But at this draft spot, I think you've eliminated a ton of the risk taking him in round four. 48's to start round five as well. So you know you get Turner, and then Porzingis. Whoo, your blocks are great. And that is actually legitimately top 15 upside for Porzingis. You do not draft Porzingis in round two. You can do it at the end of round three. But this is the end of round four, start of round five territory. I love it there. And there's Drew Holiday, which is not as sexy upside as what Porzingis is. But why is Drew's ADP 44? Like, what are we worried about here? He's older. He had an ankle injury to start last season. But why isn't he a third-round player? He should be pretty comfortable, yeah? I think that's great value to get Drew at 44. Great value. I love it. This is what I talk about, though. In round five, the ADPs from 49 to 60, which is round five in a 12-team format. There's not much that stands out. There's Drew's teammate, Chris Middleton, whose ADP is 50. He's going to miss the start of the season, but it's a little Pascal Siakam from last season where it's a arm injury. He'll be fine, and he'll beat this number. Will he get to 35 where he's been in the past? I'm, I'm not sure about that. But 40? Yeah, I think he does. Like So at 50, it's early fifth round. But average means that like, he might go 55, he might go 56. And I, I really like that value. And some of those guys in round four, especially like Porzingis at 48, will slide into round five in some situations, especially if your league isn't maybe as um, uh, risk risky. Risky isn't the right word. Willing to take risks. Round six, I don't know how long this is going to last because at the moment of the time i recording this, Nick's first preseason game's on and Jalen Brunson has started on five, but the Burner's got an ADP of 69. Giggity. That's end of round six, start of round seven. I think he's a round five-ish player. Round five-ish. I'm not one of those people who subscribes to that insane you know, number 24 overall rank on ESPN. I'm not one of those ones that go, well, now he's not next to Luca. He's going to have you know, sky-high usage and run everything. I don't fully believe that. But big minutes under Tom Thibodeau is almost guaranteed. Good assist numbers, solid field goal percentage, doesn't hit many threes, doesn't get many defensive stats, but points, assists, big minutes, that's all really useful. Jakob Pertl at 72, that's the end of round six. Now, his free throws are really bad. We know this. Maybe he is traded at some point. But this is a fourth round player, fifth round sort of player. You don't take him next, you don't have to. And it's got to be with the right squad. He doesn't take many free throws, but he's terrible. Good field goals, good blocks, good rebounds. I think you'll see a little bit of an increase in and scoring this season as well from Jakub. This just is too low. And it's too low for Jalen Green as well. we want to talk about second-year guys bumping up. Yeah, he was bad, 150th or so last season. He was also, I think, 45th over the last two months. I don't expect that last two months to be the consistent numbers, but it might be. He could easily average 24 points on 45% shooting, four assists, four rebounds, maybe a steal. And if the steal, like say Donovan Mitchell last season, goes from one steal to 1.4, not a big change. In reality, getting an extra 0.4 steals per game is not big. It's like one extra steal every three games. Then he's a top 30 player. And at 72, how many blokes are we talking about here with that sort of scoring upside? There's not really any of them. So I really, really like getting Jalen Green there. I'm going to say that Now, after doing six rounds and about to do round seven, the guy that I've got in round seven is my favorite of everybody. Ben Simmons has an ADP of 80. That's a round seven player. Nonsense. Nonsense. This is a top 50 guy, almost without doubt, played in the preseason game. Like, If you want to question his mental status and all that stuff, the fact that he came back for the first preseason game and played against Philadelphia, I think should take a lot of that doubt away from you. He's back. It's always worrisome. Yep, absolutely no problem. 80s is ridiculous. It's too low, man. It's got to go higher. Has to go higher. Now, I think there's going to be other guys that I think are must-draft players who I like more than the Simmons at in round 7-1. But I like him in round 7 a lot. I also like this one in round 8. Now, in a lot of drafts, this is never going to happen. But it is an average draft position for a reason. Devin Vassell at 90. Devin Vassell can crack the top fifty. Devin Vassell should settle at least in the seventies, at least in round six to so seven, not round eight. I love. There's so much. Look, he was egregiously ranked early on, like two sixty. Then they moved him to one thirty. Now they moved him to ninety. Yeah, I think they might move him again, and that'll the ADP will come in. But for now, oh yeah, love it. Love him. ADP ninety. Devin Vassell round eight, sexy. Round nine. PJ Washington Jr. is at 101. Yeah, he's the starting power forward now. His minutes are going to go up. He's not the best rebounder, and he can struggle with field goals, but he can block some shots. He hits some threes. He might get some minutes at center, which is great for us. He's better than Nick Richards. 101, round nine. This is a round seven guy, I think. Rebounds become scarce around this point in the draft. He's got a really secure role. Miles Bridges did not sign the qualifying offer. He does not have that available to him anymore. He's still a restricted free agent, but I don't expect him to play. PJ at 101 is great. I think Zubats at 103 is actually pretty good. Starting center, he played 24 and a half minutes a night last season while Hartenstein was there and their backup center at the moment is Covington. So I think there's at least two extra minutes there for Zubats. There might be five extra minutes for Zubats. There probably isn't, but there might be. And a solid center who's not a free throw drag necessarily in this area is good. And then, This is the one that I like the most. Larry Markkinen at 107. Foolish, nonsense, ridiculous, insane. If he is available in round nine, you take him. You take him in round eight. Holy shit, I take him in round seven. I would take him in round six in a competitive league. But ADP tells me he's going to be available in round nine for a big proportion of you guys watching this. And I know Larry Markkinen is not a guy that drives winning. Do Do I care? No. Does Utah care? No. Is he a good defensive player? Does he block shots? No. Could he average 20 and eight with two and a half to three threes? Yep. He could. And at 107, you're, you're, you're kidding yourself, really. It's too low. It's too low. Round 10, there's a lot I like as well. In fact, there's so much I like in round 10, I had to create two slides for it. Trey Jones has an ADP of 109. I just talked talk to Jared Johnson about this, and he's massively in on Trey. I'm in on Trey too. He's a round eight player. Starting point guard, good assist, good steals, solid enough scoring. Good percentages, no threes, but that's ridiculous 109. Cousin Kevin Porter at 110. I think they're the two guys that we battled ADP wise. You get it, this point, what are we talking about? Get one of them in round nine, run from round ten. There's so much value with both of these players here. Those ADPs are made by crazy people. They're not made by crazy people. That's based on what's happening in drafts. Take advantage of it. Gordon Haywood at 115. This guy last season was 80th per game with Miles Bridges. If he finishes 60th per game. Don't be surprised. Now, of course, the risk is injury, but this is round ten. Who cares? Round nine? Who cares? Draft him. He might play sixty games. Literally, who cares? At this point, you don't care at all. If you're drafting me in round five, I'd be like, oh, I'm not sure about Gordon Hayward. In round ten, I do not give the slightest. Take him. That's amazing value. And then there's a couple that are fueled by some absolutely insane, nonsensical um, rankings. Now. Jabari Smith has an ADP of 119. I get it, right? I had to include him here, but I get it. He is not going there in competitive leagues. I would take him in round seven. I would consider him in round six, and holy shit, I might even look at it in round five. I probably won't, but I might. Round 10, that's an average draft position there can't be it can't surely there can't be leagues where he is going after this but I know that his X rank's like 135 or something so Yahoo's X ranks thinks he's worse than this huh huh yeah you love it you have to love it take him around round 7 round 8 this is unbelievable value And the other one I should give him the Smitty ah oh, Smitty because the other one's Jay Smith as well stand by your man Jalen Smith has a similar ADP of 119 because they also made his X rank like in the 120s or something. Starting power forward for the um, pace might be top 70. You take him in round 7, 8, 9. These guys are all available here. That round 10 is stacked with guys that I really like. There's a bunch of guys in round 11 that I like. A lot of interesting players with a very similar issue. A free throw percentage deficit and a scoring deficit. But when you need points, sorry, when you need rebounds, you need some defensive stats, you need field goal percentage, Jared Vanderbilt at 122 looks good. Nick Claxon at 127 looks good. Steven Adams even at 128, but Adams is interesting. It's got to be the right team. Adams at 128 has to be the right team. For some guys, you don't want to draft him at all. For some teams, and I have in the past has said Adams might be a bit of a bust, but I'm... Ch- just looking at things and trying to incorporate a lot of punch strategies, minus one rankings, overall value. Jaron's out. I actually think Adams at 128. Like I would prioritize Claxton over him. But if you are in the in the right spot for Adams, take him. And then Cam Johnson at 138. This ADP for Johnson's gonna fly up. He's not gonna be available here soon. But he is the starting power forward for the Suns. He's gonna score, he's gonna hit threes. He rebounds okay, maybe some steals, some really good percentages usually. So he's a pretty solid option there. And then round 12, guys. These are all going in round 12. Hartenstein at 135. He can be top 100. Suggs at 138. He can be top 80, not 80, top 90, maybe. Love it in round 12. My mate, the big fella, Chris Duarte, ADP of 140. I get him in round 11 in a lot of spots. I just think he's got a solid role. And he's okay across the board. Some assists, some threes, some scoring. Some steals, some good percentages. And then Kelly, the next guy at 141. The Jazz starting center. Will he play 30 minutes? I highly doubt that. But 24 minutes is really all it needs for a link to be better than 12th round value. So there are some iffy ones down the back there where you go, oh, I get it like Adams a bit iffy at times. Um, Vanderbilt's lack of scoring can be a problem. Yeah, Suggs's shooting percentages might be an issue. But they're guys that when I get to those rounds, like, oh, Oh, this might actually fit exactly what I need, taking into consideration scarcity as well, that these guys can work in those spots. And that will do it for this show. We had the Do Not Draft show. We've got the Must Draft show, and you got to understand what those titles mean, hopefully. But follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up, subscribe, ring the bell, and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See